Welcome to Just in the Nick of Time. Woe and despair. Woe and despair. This is the second podcast. Yeah, I just paid. This is the second podcast attempt that we we have taken at this issue. Uh, Hopefully this one's going to be a little bit more coherent. So, Justin, why don't you start us off with the only news that matters ever again. The Big Ten. (laughs) The conference has decided, hey, y'all, we're not doing this, and have suspended fall sports with hopes of playing in the spring. This includes not only Husker football, which has been the crux of this podcast throughout its entire existence, but also volleyball, soccer, field hockey, cross country, and a couple other things I don't remember at the moment. And... From then, uh, Nebraska, the day before that announcement, it was rumored that that's what the Big Ten was going to do. And Frost had a press conference where he said, we'd still love to play in this fall. If the Big Ten can't do it, we'd love to see other options. So that's sort of where Nebraska fans' heads were at after the Big Ten canceled, is like, can we go somewhere else from here? Right. Is now a good time to read that full Big Ten statement? Full Big Ten statement. Um, I'll read the important parts. Okay. The Big Ten statement as such. The Big Ten Conference relied on the medical advice and counsel of the Big Ten Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee. The mental and physical health and welfare of our student athletes has been at the center of every decision we have made regarding the ability to proceed forward. As time progressed and after hours of discussion with their task force and sports medicine committee, it became abundantly clear that there was too much uncertainty regarding potential medical risks to allow student athletes to compete this fall. Although uh, we know how the student athlete experience can be in shaping the future of the talented young women and men who compete in the Big Ten Conference. Although that knowledge made this a painstaking decision, it did not make it difficult. While I know our decision today will be disappointing in many ways, by uh, for student athletes and their families, I am heartened by their resilience, their discerning thoughts, their participation through our conversations to this point. Everyone associated with the Big Ten and its member institutions is committed to getting everyone back to competition as safe as it is to do so. That's sort of the highlights right there. Yeah. So. One thing I want to flag that I'm sure we'll come back to in the future is that line about it not being a difficult decision. Can can we go back over that just one more time? Because to me, that's the most striking line and and really telling to me about where the Big Ten is at. Yes. Do do you want to do that now or talk about that line? Uh, we'll, We'll talk about that line later, but I want listeners to be able to flag it as just like that jumped out I think at both of us Mm -hmm. um as a really significant even if it's just the tone that that provides like I'm sure that's what we're going to end up coming back to from this statement later um so then correct me if I'm wrong Justin situation develops really fast everybody you know kind of flying by the seat of their pants but then later that Day, this would be yesterday 
and I guess for posterity, it would be the 11th of August. Um, later, I want to say almost evening it was? No, it was like afternoon when they released the statement. No, I'm talking about UNL. When did we release our little like that... graph response? That was afternoon? Yes. Yesterday was eternal. Mm-hmm. God. It was before I went to work they released it. Jesus. And I, and I went to work at three. So here's, here's what we said. And this is from President Ted Carter, A.D. Bill Moose, Frosty Boy, and Ronnie Green. Ronnie. We are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten Conference to postpone the fall season. <laughs> so, hold on. I love that because it sounds like your dad's mad at you. Right? Like, I'm not mad, Big Ten. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the Big Ten missed a patch mowing the lawn today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're trying to do a serious recap, but that cracks me up. Oh. And now I, now I will change my tone and be read this as a disappointed parent. Good. We are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten Conference <laughs> to postpone the fall season as we have been and continue to be ready to play. Safety comes first. Based on the conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. We will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges. We hope it may be possible for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to compete. Yeah. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from that whole statement. It's like, the hell you doing? Um, <laughs> uh, so th- that's, I mean, there have been, I think, a lot of comments trying to, like, both hype that up and walk that back. But I'm not saying either of those come from the university. The university put that out and has been pretty much radio silence since. I haven't heard any big pot stirring. But that statement, as quickly as it came after the Big Ten statement, caught a lot of talking heads. Uh, Particularly, I know Kirk Herbstreet, Chris's name, has, um, has, has kind of said... This is interesting. I thought he actually did a fairly decent job of being level-headed and reasonable about, like, wow, this is a long shot, this is weird, and this is really interesting, and who knows what's next. And then Desmond Howard, uh, you know, put us on full blast on national television. So, um, Justin, how'd you feel about that? About the statement or about Desmond Howard? Uh, I guess we should probably do both. I thought the statement is what we expected from Nebraska. Right or wrong, like which we'll get into later, I'm sure. <laughs> That's exactly how I expected that kind of four-guy group to, to pass, some, pass a statement on that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I think it's interesting if we stick to our guns there and then slowly fade away. <laughs> what does that say going forward? But so to me, that looks like the opening salvo of a, you know, screw all y'all, we're going to play ball. I'd, I'd say I'd consider it that. I'd, I'd give the statement more weight if it had two words in it, this fall or this yes. spring. And right. it did not have that. I believe that was absolutely strategic so that this could be interpreted either way. But without those two words, I can't make anything of this statement. Right. Well, and it's difficult to make anything of that last clause because in my mind, it could mean two things. It could mean we want to play this fall. Or it could mean we don't think the Big Ten is serious about playing in the spring. And we understand we need to devote resources to convincing people to even play in the spring. Because as the Big Ten statement said earlier, there's hopes of playing the spring. There's no plan. There's no schedule. There's no start date. We know we can keep practicing for, what is it, 20 hours a week? Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do? We're going to run a full practice schedule all fall? and then what? For what? For no games? And then we're going to get back together in the spring. We're going to start games, I imagine, as early as possible. So what? First week of January, second week of January, as soon as you can reasonably consider it, quote-unquote, spring? Because, okay, you need a – I mean, presumably, if we think we can play football in the spring, we think we're going to play basketball in the spring. So you'd like to have this sucker – pretty well said and done by March which is going to be hard because what does that give you? Eight weeks? Normally a season takes what in college? 14? 16? Mm -hmm. With conference so, championship and everything else, yeah. Right. Now we'll have a conference championship. There won't be bowl games in this scenario. Right? And there no. won't be a natty. I mean we might play some sort of like exhibition bowl game according to our record but it's not going to be a real full bowl season. And God knows how the TV rights are going to work on that. But at a certain point, you're going to start bumping up against March. And for big basketball schools in the Big Ten, you know, of which there are several these days, that's not going to look enticing. Unless somehow you get basketball off of Saturdays. Yeah, but, like, how do you run March Madness and not play Saturday games? Bearing in mind, you probably still have to share with the NBA. And the XFL, but... um, That's a story for a different time. You and I both love the XFL, but today of all days... No. I yeah. just wanted to say those words and have it be almost factual again <laughs> it, it's fully factual justin don't break my heart here anymore than it's already been broken <sighs> i don't know um where were we in this oh okay yeah we're statement. back to the howard thing did we ever oh desmond howard uh he was not the only one to tear us a new one him and wilbon but like that has no effect on my thoughts on whether right. we should play or leave. Because when we left for the Big Ten, 
everybody was a lot of national media was saying we're doing it because we can't beat Texas. Regardless right. of the facts of the situation, the media is going to say what it wa- wants to. ESPN is going to get their clicks. They're going to get their headlines. So right. that's not and, why we left the Big 12, but that's the public perception. And I want to make a clear demarcation here. I think that the local media, Nebraska media, has done an incredible job over the last couple of days. I even think that certain bigger national publications like The Athletic comes to mind. Um as, as a group that are, are asking really good questions in press conferences or thinking really complexly about this and doing awesome reporting, I am frustrated. I think what it boils down to specifically, I am frustrated with the way that ESPN, and, and I think I haven't seen a whole lot from Fox Sports, but what I have seen has been like confusing. I think I'm frustrated with those two organizations right now and their handling of this story. I understand it's a really hard one to look at. I understand that naturally you're going to tick off some Husker fans. And I actually thought Wilbon did a really good job of laying out, like, here's where I'm at on this. And, and I totally understand that really if you come into this situation with the priors Wilbon has, then this is a life and death thing. And if you really truly believe that that's the case, then I would be just as vehement as he is. I totally respect that. And I totally understand that. Um, Howard's comments and possibly it's just because I've seen more of a reaction to them and, and I'll be frank, I didn't watch them in full, but to me, it seemed a little bit less like I'm coming to the table and saying my piece and more like I am coming off of Mount Sinai to tell you Hicks, you are all stupid. And like, you can say what you want about Scott Frost and you can absolutely say that I am biased towards Scott Frost. Although I have been critical of him and his coaching on this podcast before. What I will say is this, you cannot tell me that what he said in that press conference yesterday wasn't thoughtful. You cannot tell me he's not seriously searching his soul about this. Because I do believe, I really do believe that man cares about the welfare of the players. And I really do believe that somewhere along the line, he got in his head that they will be safer if they play. I'm going to be straight up, and I'm getting a little further into the podcast than I meant to right now. I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist. Even the epidemiologists aren't clear on what's safer. It is simply, like, the facts are simply not in. Because this is an unknowable thing. It's a pandemic. We cannot understand the cost of something until it happens. And if, really, if what we're hearing from the Big Ten is different from what we're hearing from Nebraska's medical experts, some of which there has to be some overlap, right? Surely Nebraska's medical experts at UNMC who've done a fantastic job throughout this pandemic protecting the state and the entire country. You'll remember at the beginning of the pandemic, they're bringing cases in to UNMC to be taken care of here. If there's really such a conflict between where those experts are and where big, the other Big Ten experts are, then yeah, there's abounding uncertainty. Absolutely. 
But I, I'm getting frustrated with anybody, especially anybody in the national media who thinks they have the magic bullet here because it doesn't exist. Yes, there are no objective answers to this thing. And that's something that a lot of national media has been framing as, you know, not, not the way it is for a while now. For When I scrolled on Twitter for the first time in a while yesterday, uh, this has definitely become, you know, a, a chance to flex the fe- a chance to flex your own moral compass more than it is, you know, whether or not, rather than actually discuss the events. Right. And, and that makes me sad because these have real stakes, right? What I want ESPN to do, just as much as I want them to talk to every medical expert, and I, I, in no way am I saying that every source should be weighted the same. If you can find honest-to-God medical experts, if there was an honest-to-God medical consensus, and there might be. There might be one I don't understand, but from what I'm reading, and I think from what Justin's reading, and, and seeing, hearing there's not one. But what I want more than anything is for them to... I'm going to say this crazy thing, okay? I think if you're going to talk about a place, you should go to that place. You want to talk about Lincoln? Send somebody here for a couple of days. Interview Lincoln sources. Talk to people here. Talk to people on the ground. And, and beyond just talking to Scott, right, and talking to the players and talking to Bill Moose, talk to the students and what it means to be a part of a football crowd at this university. But beyond that, Talk to the businesses downtown, right, who, even if the games are just on TV, are going to do a lot better this fall and possibly be able to stay afloat, right? Talk to the waitstaff at Brewskies about what this means, because as much as it is a public health issue, it's also an issue for the entire, you know, economic value of this city and I would like to say that I had a clean and easy way to weight everything in this scenario I don't we don't know enough about this virus we don't know enough about its spread we don't know enough about what a season would look like and we don't know if those profits can reasonably be recuperated in the spring it's unknowable at this point but Man, I think it is far too simplistic to say that anybody has a magic bullet. And, and I'm curious, I really am, why this decision needed to come down now, right? Because case counts all across the country are so volatile. And situations within football teams are so volatile. I believe it was you telling me, was it Georgia? Um, Clemson had... 30 cases returning to camp. Right. The players from their hometowns returning to camp. I have a bigger point about this. I'll probably have to make later. And now they have zero cases. Nobody in quarantine. Should I make that point now? Go ahead. Okay. I think we're into it. (laughs) This, what Clemson's doing to me shows that if football is going to be played as anything remotely safe, you know, it will have to happen in the fall. Because you're telling me that spring football, say we start at January 1st to give us 
an off season that's not, you know, they stop playing and they start playing again in October. Let's say that we start as early as possible. You're likely sending those kids home for break. You know, you're not keeping them on campus after right. the after the university gets out. So you're telling me you're we're sending them home for Christmas break, and then they're coming back again. And we're gonna have to do this charade all again with positive tests on them returning to campus. Right now, we you likely know how many positive tests you have. You won't know how many positive tests you have in January. So if we're gonna play football, we either play it now or if we don't play it at all. That's what I'm thinking. I don't see how spring season works because likely you're going to get a bunch of Clemsons again when you return there. And it took Clemson like a month for them to get everybody out of quarantine. And they were really lucky that out of those 30 cases, only like two or three were symptomatic at all. Like, right. don't, you don't want to run that risk again, you know? And, and one of the big things, and I've seen less of this as time has gone on because there was talk about the first wave. There was talk of the first wave ending. I think the understanding is we've not even gotten out of the first wave because, and I'm going to say something that the people I've been making happy is going to tick them off. The reason we haven't done that is because there has not been enough mask wearing and there has not been enough social distancing. And absolutely, people in cities where college football is played bear responsibility for college football not being played this fall. They bear some modicum of responsibility for that decision. Even if you think, even with the circumstances, it's still the wrong decision not to play. If it looked safer in your metropolitan area, be a lot more likely. And I think that's one of the things that's frustrating as a Lincolnite watching our cases go down, you know, after a mask mandate's been put in place. Who would have thunk it worked? Huh. I know. I, I get so frustrated with this because people are like, well, you can't draw a direct correlation. And I'm like, well, you know what? Here's the case chart. Here's the day we started the mask mandate. At a certain point, it's getting a little in the weeds to assume that a sudden case drop-off after a mask mandate wasn't due to the mask mandate. But I digress. Um, what frustrates me um everything everything frustrates me i've lost my train of thought because everything frustrates me right now uh what what were we talking about man so that wraps up, up our thoughts on desmond howard and now oh, yes yeah in which we talked about desmond howard for like 10 seconds <laughs> oh privacy um I just want to brush on this quickly because I, I do think it's important that we include some level of this, but like I've been trying to put myself in the emotional headspace where there is no, like for months I've been saying there's no college football in the sense that we don't get to gather at the stadium in the sense that like we don't get to be a part of game day Saturdays and as someone in college at the University of Nebraska right now, that's particularly painful. And I'm going to be straight up. There is no way to explain this to someone who hasn't experienced it, right? Even if you live in Lincoln and you don't go to the games, even if you live in Lincoln and, like, you don't care about football, I can't fully explain it to you. But especially someone 
from a place like, and I'm not trying to pick on any particular program, but like Kansas football, right? Like if you grew up in Lawrence, the feeling you have around basketball has to be something kind of akin. But instead of, I mean, how many, how many thousand? Right. So times what? What, almost five? Well, let me look up the population of Lawrence, Kansas real quick. I bet you we were lapping that. Oh, I'm just thinking inside that arena. Yeah, 97,000 in the entire town. So our stadium is almost their town. Yeah. Short, what, 4,000 people? So add in the tailgates around the stadium, and you're kicking the crap out of Lawrence. Oh, man. Lawrence, the city. But this is like we were talking about over, I think this was a text conversation yesterday. In Nebraska, we don't have a Michigan and a Michigan State. We don't have even like a little brother Ohio and a big bad Ohio State. We have Creighton, kind of, who doesn't even have a football team and who most Creighton fans are Jaskers anyway. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard to describe what football means to this state. Yeah. I, I really think if I lived anywhere else, I would not be a football fan. I mean that. Like, I would still watch sports. I would love baseball. I would love soccer. But, like, football would not have the appeal to me it has if not for the Huskers. <sighs> and, and it breaks my heart because that means there's a bunch of little kids who don't get to go to their first Husker game this year. And, and you know what's even worse? There's a bunch of really old Husker fans who won't get to see their last because of this pandemic on two fronts. On the front that this is going to, you know, absolutely decimate older folks. But beyond that, it's going to take away a lot of the things that, that bring people joy in some of the hardest moments of their life. And part of that's how the game goes. Part of that's the way that catastrophes work but part of it is also this decision yeah it's large events man i miss them i miss i miss human beings do you remember when we used to like be in the same room and record this can you imagine how great it's gonna feel to get to do that again in like 2030 (laughs) god this is this is when quarantine really hit for me is when that announcement came because you know i was i was fine you know before like i I had my nfl game pass i had my (laughs) You know, hopes that we were going to trudge along and I was going right. to watch some football. I, I, I've been having dreams about Husker football. Like, literally, really? a couple nights ago, I dreamt, I was sitting, like, at a table outside campus. Scott Frost walks up to me and tells me, hey, we're going to make the Rose Bowl this year. And that was my dream. 
Can you imagine what it would be like to go to a Rose Bowl? Uh, we're not doing this now. <laughs> no, but you just planted that thought in my head. Like, the sheer joy I would feel, especially now. Especially now. To go to the Big Ten's high. Because, like, okay, can we turn this into I'm pissed at our conference time? Because, friends, I am pissed at our conference. The disrespect. Whoo. You know, and I get it. It's got to hurt when the most storied program in your conference comes from a different one. Um, like, that has to suck straight up. That's got to that's gotta feel bad. But as, as the conference sits right now, there's only one coach who has won a national championship. Scott Frost. So I, you know what, this is my least favorite part about Scott Frost, and so I would rather not, like, go back over the whole UCF claim championship thing, but whatever. Also, hey. what are the odds, what are the odds that if we have a great season, if we go rogue and we go, like, almost undefeated or undefeated, Scott starts making championship t-shirts and rings just to jack with everybody. That's, that's what's keeping me in any mindset that we could go rogue, is that Frost was on that Nebraska team that split national title with Michigan and had to campaign their way into getting votes to win the national title. Right. He was on the UCF team that when they were not in the playoff, they said, we're champions anyway, printed shirts, did a parade, whole nine yards. And Yeah, and, and so Scott is used to the whole, like, I'm going to fight for my victories off the field too. Mm-hmm. I, so then let's – you know what? We've kind of bounced all over the place. I think that's good. I still think what we're saying is is tracking. But I think a good place to jump back to is what is next. Okay. What, what else do we Can we still so hate the Big Ten? So, so. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that's just going to be a running theme. Okay. Which I think is going to come back after the what comes next thing because it's the reason we're really mad at the Big Ten now. So what comes so, next? It's, it's the question everybody's thinking now. It's probably what a lot of you tu- tuned in to hear is if, in case we had some expertise as to if we can actually play football this fall. Spoiler, we don't. <laughs> but um, so after that, uh, there was a lot of bubble. There's a lot of rumors bubbling that – I don't know that I saw this full Desmond Howard quote, but I just saw someone tweet about it. I would demand a public apology from Nebraska, and if I'm Kevin Warner, I'm working my way. I'm working on a way to get their ass out of the Big Ten. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be really surprised if we get thrown out. We're the fourth largest money earner in that conference, right? As, as much as Warren talks, he doesn't want us to leave. Also, if we got good again, easily the largest. The fact that we're, like, probably in the bottom half of teams right now and the fourth largest money owner, earner is – that's a huge gulf to be making up just on brand alone. Yeah. So, rumors were a buzz that – we might go to the Big 12, you know, for a year. And then late last night after 
dodging that question twice at his earlier press conference, Kevin Warren finally says, no, you can't do that and be a member of this conference. So that, and he said that is quoted in a Yahoo article that I will never not be convinced he paid that guy to write because that was one of the most glowing pieces of propaganda I have ever heard. Like, it talked about how manly and how strong Kevin Warren was in making that statement and how he's not being pushed around after he said some of the most pathetic things I've ever heard come out of a leader's mouth about four hours ago. (laughs) Damn, you're fired up, buddy. He didn't even acknowledge the question. First time he was asked, can Nebraska play elsewhere? Can teams play elsewhere? He's like, well, a lot of people were really passionate yesterday. That answers zero words of the question. Zero parts of that question was an answer. He was only saying that, so we, I think his mind was thinking, this, me saying no right now would just make them mad. But no, it doesn't work like that, dude. We, we Nebraskans, we like it when people say things clearly. You didn't do that. You you gave a, well, they're really passionate. Uh, there was a lot of feelings exchanged in the meeting yesterday. And then late at night, after we're all about to go to bed, at the time when a lot of Husker fans aren't looking for this, you say, you can't do that. Or else right. you'll have to leave forever. So then, as, as soon as he said that, Omaha World Herald's Tom Chattel published a piece that's like, they showed us the door. Let's run out of there. And like, all right, I guess the next question I would ask you, because you certainly know more about like the what's next steps than I do. Mm-hmm. Where do we run? Because <laughs> I don't want to play in the back. <laughs> my Southern accent's not good enough to play in the SEC and neither is my team. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one win against Vanderbilt, baby. <laughs> uh, the Big 12 released their schedule today, and uh, we, we're not on it. We're not on their fall schedule, and uh, we have four weeks to schedule road games against Big 12 teams. Unless we want to fill in the gaps of a bye week for some teams, then, then we're not playing in the Big 12 this fall. Another well, th- He's saying we're not playing in the Big 12. Wait, do you want to say something before I drop the bomb? Well, the bomb is that we haven't reached out yet, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, I think that there could be a lot of reasons for that. I think we could be, like, looking at the front end of things with the Big 10 and being like, hey, can we play some non-con games against the Big 12 and then come back and play in the spring? Can we, you know, how can we make this work? Um, So I think that might be a reason we haven't reached out to the Big 12 yet. But my bigger thing is, like, schedules mean nothing at this point. Because I'll remind you that our conference... Six days before canceling. Yeah, six days before canceling released a full schedule. So, like, full schedules mean jack to me at this point. I absolutely think those are all subject to change on, like, 80 different levels. Yeah, these schedules are obviously subject to change. And I guess if we did call, I'm sure they'd, they'd pick up at least because CBS's Dennis Dodd 
his Big 12 source says that Nebraska would be welcomed back with open arms if we wanted to join. And Yo! Is it bad that this is what I want at this point? Dude, I want it to. Okay. I want to go back. I'm sick of these people. And as much as we've said, I, I really enjoy some of our Big Ten opponents. I love playing Northwestern. Oh, Northwestern and Iowa, I will miss the most. I hate losing to Iowa as almost as much as I've hated losing to like the Oklahomas and the Texases. They We can play the Oklahomas and the Texases again if we go back though, and I will trade this new Iowa rivalry for those rivalries in a heartbeat. But I don't want to leave after losing five to them. I wanna get them once. That's fine. We we'll leave. see them as non cons once we get good. <laughs> uh, it's the same plan that didn't work in Colorado. We'll replace our Oklahoma non-con game next year with Iowa. There we go. So I liked it. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, I forgot that Oklahoma game is coming, and I'm scared. Um, you just said you want to play that. I. If you gave me the choice to play Iowa in a year and Wisconsin or Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma and Texas. My heart will always say the Big 12 is where we belong. Even if, in my mind, I understand there's probably more media money in the Big 10. But, like, like we've talked about, money has never been an issue for Nebraska athletics. Right? That's, that's really not the core of our problems. And so if we're making, what? I mean, is it going to be a 5% pay cut? It, it could be. On average, teams make like 10 to 15 million less in the Big 12 than the Big 10. But with like third party broadcasting rights, because they don't have their own central network, Oklahoma right. was like the fourth largest earning team in college football last year. Right. Because they get all those primetime games, because they, as much as I don't want Nebraska to do this, Oklahoma does do it and it works out for them. They have one non conference game a year on pay per view, and that just causes them to rake in the dough. We used to do that. Honestly, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make me so mad. I mean, what was the pay-per-view rate back then, Mike? Dude, it's like 70 bucks now. It's like the cost to go into the day. Holy crap! Yep. What? Tr- for Oklahoma oh, Army, it was like 50 bucks last year. I mean, but let's be real. Most Nebraskans are just going to go watch it at the bar. Yep. No sweat off our backs. <laughs> So, oh. if we wanted to, we could do that. and like we, we would still make a lot of money in the Big 12, 12, especially if we play a football season and the Big Ten doesn't this year. Right. Right. Because then what does that give us? That, that gives us, I mean, how much do we make a year? 140, 150 million? Mm-hmm. That's 10 to 15 years of time before that revenue catches back to us and let i mean let's be real we're not going to make nearly as much money as we normally would but let's say we make you know 50 million this year we're still five years until we're back to normal and that jump i think playing football this fall is so so important would, would be such a leg up to the program as opposed to teams that don't. Like, I really do believe in five, ten years, you're going to be able to look back at this moment and say the teams that are really, really good now, the teams that are still dynastic, 
are the ones that played in the fall. And the Big 12 knows that. And the SEC knows that. And I'll be damned if the Pac-12 and Big 10 don't. But, but I really do think – oh, hi, ACC. You exist too. We'll talk about you in March. But, um, you know, I think those teams know it, right? They really do understand that, like, playing in the fall would be a huge advantage. If it is at all possible, there is no reason to cancel yet. But if schedule releasing says anything, the Big 12 will cancel in six days. Yeah. And, it, and if you think that Big 12, SEC, ACC schools are not going to use this as a negative recruiting tactic, you are, you're full of a lot of hot air. Oh, ass. yeah. Totally. Especially if they play, even if they don't finish. If they start, they're going to use that as a negative recruiting tactic against Big, 12, Big 10 and Pac-12 schools. Proof we really love football. Mm-hmm. Proof that we really want to play. And if I'm an 18-year-old recruit, I'm listening to that guy over the guy that said, we're really concerned about player safety and also is, like, not at all. Clearly, like, like look at me in the eyes and tell me that the Penn State that just had a massive, massive sex scandal, you're going to tell me that those people are, like, should be the champions of player safety? Like, let's remember who we're talking about here. And let's, let's remind the audience that Kevin Warren's son plays football for Mississippi State, and he's, like, okay with that. If it's about player safety, why is right. your son playing? Right. Warren's this, son needs to opt out, like, straight up, because it just looks way too conflicting to say, this is good enough for my son, but we are not going to play. Especially given that, you know, the SEC's got, like, Florida in it. And I'm not saying that every Big Ten state is in a good place, but I don't think any of our states are as bad as Florida's got it, you know? Right. Like eight, like eight of the ten states in Big Ten conference are planning on playing some form of high school football this year. And yet we can't do that at the college level. Right. I do think if we're not using Memorial Stadium in the fall, we should use it for high school ball. Mm-hmm. Just like – that would be a great way to keep people really socially distanced. It would also be a way for the university to make some money, right? Add a small fee on top of that. Not to mention, okay, let's say you have high school ball. Let's say you allow fans in some capacity. People are going to crush into those games. Like, would I go watch East play high if there was nothing else to do? You bet your bottom dollar I'd watch that. Hell, I think we might just get bored and go watch Eight Man. I'll drive seven hours for an Eight Man football game. What the hell? I don't know. So back to where we go from here. I I probably would too because Eight Man, it's it's fun. It's it's the most pure form of Nebraska high school football you can get. Absolutely. Uh, but back to where we go from here, uh, it, it does concern me that we haven't reached out to the Big 12. I think that means that we're likely staying put in the Big 10 for the time being. As much as I want to leave, I'd say if we were serious about leaving, we would have walked out the door or at least tr- took a step towards it when Warren showed us it that time, unless he's, he's waiting for some reason. 
we also don't know. So I'm going to throw something out there. People lie and they do it frequently. And we don't know if there are backroom discussions happening that we don't know about. Right. I'm, I'm not trying to keep this alive. I'm seriously just trying to say, I think it's too early to rule out that this isn't happening because you have seen so much want to seemingly from the administration to see what's going on. So I'm certain that we're at least, I I guess I can't say I'm certain, but it would befuddle me given the posturing so far that we wouldn't be in talks with the big 10 and and who knows what the hell they have up their sleeves. You know, if, if, if things go poorly with the big 10, then maybe we come out and say, Hey, we're done with the big 10. Who wants their fourth biggest, you know, money earner um exactly we, we could be saying this as a power play like like we could wait until spring with the rest of them though when the spring season inevitably fails i i right i think there's maybe one convincing argument i've heard on how to actually play in the spring but i don't know if that's the conversation for right now because i'm not finished with my point yet but but we could say you failed to deliver us a football season we stuck around we believed you, and you let us down. We're out. And I think that enough could keep Nebraska fans, could keep the fire alive in us, more so than any outcome of us not playing would, would be us just turning on the Big Ten. For the... I'm really curious what happens, though. Let's... I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but let's talk about Bill Moose because I think he's central to this. Right, and his decision-making calculus always, as I would expect it to, is going to be about maintaining his job. If we get to mid-August and they're playing football in Louisiana and they're playing football in Virginia and they're playing football in Kansas and they're playing football at Iowa State, then, you know, what is that? And we're not playing here. What does that look like for him? Right? And he can't be the only AD who's under fire for this, right? Or university president, right? Because surely there are people at Ohio State. Like, if you tell me you think the university president at Ohio State has more power than Ryan Day, he does not. He does not. Straight up. And if Ryan Day walks into the office and says, it is him or it is me who is going to leave this institution, Ohio State is in the job hunt for a new university president. That's how this works. We can talk about whether or not it should be some other time. But, like, this is seriously – this could have serious negative effects for the Big Ten. We we could be talking about how a first-year commissioner – Broke up the band. After Jim Delaney did wonders for the Big Ten, he brought us in. He brought in Butgers and Merlin. As much as I don't like having them around, they rake in the dough, man. They do. And Maryland's helped our basketball, you know, RPI hugely, you know. And Rutgers is there. (laughs) Free win. (laughs) They exist. They're a bye week. 
Which, let's be real, every conference needs those. And if we had come into the Big Ten without those... Mm. It could very well be us right now. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, um, where, where were we? Oh, but don't you think that if Bill Moose's job is directly tied to if he plays football this fall or not, he would have called the Big 12 already? Like, the fact that he didn't at least reach out yet has shown that he's likely safe. Unless, unless there's some backdoor stuff we don't know about. I, I think that if this was make or break for him, he'd be doing everything he could to get in the conference, to get teams together. And like, uh, Sipple did report that we were calling around, but the Big 12 has like four open weeks unless we want to buy week stuff, you know? And, you know, with the way baseball has worked around, you know, viruses, postponing games, uh, bye weeks are very important for rescheduling. So I doubt a, a team's going to take a gamble like that and remove one of their makeup bye weeks, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just know people are not going to take it well if there are people playing in other parts of the country and we're not playing. Like, I know our city well enough to know <laughs> that level of patience does not exist around Oscar football. Right? No. We are the team that canned Bo Pelini after only nine and three seasons. We're the team that, you know, got rid of Solich. Because he won nine games. Right. We're the team that almost got rid of Tom Osborne because his first few seasons were all nine and three. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, we go through athletic directors like crap through a goose. And I, I think Bill Moose knows that. He must. He must know he's been on the hot seat since day one. And he must know that before you get scapegoated as a coach, you get scapegoated as an athletic director. Right? Mm-hmm. People will come for Moose before they come for Scott. I, I course, was gone before Riley, Peterson right. before Callahan. Uh, if Tom Osborne never retires, there's a chance Bo Pelini could still be coach here. Right. You know? Peterson is the first big off-the-field Husker memory I have. That was the first time I understood that there were, like, machinations beyond what I could comprehend that were, like, darkly moving behind this, like, beautiful force for good. <laughs> even, even if we can't do the Big 12 permanently, because there is a lot of stuff preventing us from jumping ship beyond just the money. Like, we are contractually tied to the Big Ten until 2023, and it's not going to be cheap to buy that out. Mm-hmm. So that could be one thing that's preventing us from leaving already. But gosh, I just hate Kevin Warren. Like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to give him what he wants. And I think that's the most important factor in my reason as to why I want us to either play football as an independent or as a member of the Big 12 
honestly, not just the season. I'd be okay with either of those in the future, you know? I see Nebraska working as an independent long-term. I don't. I just don't think, like, Notre Dame struggles as an independent, and it's been an independent forever. So I think that's a really scary road to walk down. Uh, totally the Big 12, something I could see. Um, who knows who's mad right now, right? We only know who's mad and who's saying it. Mm-hmm. So does it blow my mind if this – okay. It still really surprises me. But I don't think it's any longer out of the question that this could break up the band totally in the Big Ten. Yes, because Ohio State just today, after saying, we're disappointed, but we stand by our conference, they're now saying, eh, we'll try to look elsewhere. And it's a really volatile situation. We and need Ohio State as an ally in this. Absolutely. That's one of the only ways that we can make this happen long-term, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just I, – you're right. I don't want to play – I don't want to play nice with these people after this. doesn't seem like the Nebraska way to, like, suffer an insult and just sit there. It really doesn't. It hasn't been my entire life, right? We left the Big 12 in the first place because Texas pissed us off. And we knew that the road that Texas was going down was wrong, so we got the hell out of there, right? And mm-hmm. I think now, looking back on that, we still look really shrewd. We still look really smart for making that call because the Longhorn Network and the whole Texas madness has not gone well. And I think, are we confident or like I'm speaking solely for you and I right now or we do not sound confident that moving forward we're gonna have a good relationship with the Big Ten no like so what scares me like our last year on the Big 12 this is tinfoil hat time but this is if you're not a Nebraska fan you're not going to take this to your grave like I and a lot of other people who watched that season well the refs hated us that season Watch the Texas A&M game and tell me that they did not, that the Big 12 didn't say something to them. Yep. I know I was like nine at the time, but come on. Because other people were saying that too. That was the whole year as well. The whole year. Like, granted, there were a lot of games that the refs, we would have lost without them. Right. But it didn't help. And in the Big Ten, I can point to two games we've won because the refs had a call in our favor. That never happened in the Big 12. Right. Not, not that I'm happy to win that way, but I'm happy that we haven't really lost that way in the Big Ten besides maybe that Wisconsin game that went to overtime and they refused to call an obvious yep. pass interference. We're going to find out exactly which schools pushed the hardest to shut down. And... And those schools are absolutely going to have a target on their back, right? If it comes out that, like, Penn State was – I'm not saying I know that. Have Penn you State heard and it? Michigan have been the rumored teams to lead the shutdown. 
But Harbaugh wants to play. Harbaugh and the AD want to play. The president does not. So what are the odds Harbaugh and the AD leave? It could happen. I mean. You know what's going to be wild? What if we have a coaching carousel without a Big Ten season? (laughs) What if Michigan's looking for a coach in the spring? And what if that means that somebody who's playing the SEC now gets the Michigan job? Would you play a full fall season move? And coach then, the spring season? It's not out of the question. It really it's isn't. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy, I don't know. If you think we're incoherent now, you should hear parts of our episode from yesterday that we'll probably never release. No. <laughs> Man, like, a lot of people have been saying, like, academically it would be bad if we left the Big Ten, so that might not be why we'll, we'll do it. But right, like, because, because we're an academic institution and not a football team with an academic institution attached. Come <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend. I'm a student at this university. I think I'm receiving a good education for this university. And yet I really think if it came down to burning down the J school or playing college football, there would be students who would help. To get rid of what Tom Rinaldi of ESPN, the man who's been everywhere. He's talked to everybody. He's done everything. He called our J school the ugliest building he's ever seen. And he was right. He was correct. (laughs) We live and work and spend our whole lives in a converted insurance office building that hasn't been updated since, like, 1970. I can smell the fraud every time I walk in. And this is an unanswerable question, but, like, what does life look for us if we have to wait till spring? Ah, Like, podcast-wise? I don't think anybody honestly believes that we'll actually play in the spring. Like that to me seems like when we scheduled Akron at 9 30 AM the following Sunday, you know, I believe that was going to happen. (laughs) Damn it. I was ready to go back. And this season is going to be 12 of those, man. I'm going to cry. That's what this whole thing's felt like to me, is the Akron game. Right. And there's not even a guy playing music, and I don't get to dance with my friends. Oh. <laughs> God, that was the most legendary game that wasn't. And we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to be mad online. That's our, that's our dancing in the rain. <laughs> this sucks. I want to go back to dancing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to suck that we're going to have to hope so hard for this season, and then once it gets there, we can't even go. Mm-hmm. That's my one holdout for spring ball, is that maybe there'd be some level of capacity allowed in the stadium, but I doubt it. And let's be real, those tickets aren't going to go to students. Yeah, because they said no refunds on the website when I purchased my season tickets. That's why I never tickets. I I decided, like, because up 
uh, like our last pod or pod six days ago, we we all said that what what's okay. I don't know if we agreed on this. I I'll have to listen again. But I said, what's honestly going to stop this season? Like, what's going to change? Turns out nothing did, and he just pulled nothing the plug. Had to change. That's the crazy ass thing, Justin. Nothing yeah. had to change. Like so, so that's why I thought that. You know, we were going to play football. That's why I bought the tickets is because I don't, I don't see anything changing. Like, Moose said fans were going to be there. There was no way as many fans as he wanted to be there were going to be there. But if he said people were going to be there, I, I believe people are going to be there because I don't see anything changing until one day Kevin Warren woke up and said, let's do this thing. Let's cancel the season six days after releasing the schedule. You know, nothing changed. Why even release the schedule then? Why wait as long as we have? Why let the players practice? Why do any of the things you did if you do your, knew you were going to cancel all along? If you were like right. the one, the one thing I would give him was the thing with the heart condition I can't pronounce. Given that there's been ten cases of that uh, in the conference, if he said we didn't know about this before, we have it here now. That I I don't think we should play because we still know everything. But, but he was asked that. about that, and he said that was not the reason he canceled. Exactly. He can't pinpoint a reason that he canceled because there isn't one specific one other than – I mean, so here's my question. Did other teams come to him and say, don't play this season or we opt out of this season? And in that case, why do you decide that it is better for no one to play than for – and why release a schedule? I can't believe that we're going to end up working with these people in the future. If this was any other kind of relationship, you would say, listen, thanks for what you've done. We're out of here. Right? Mm-hmm. Because this is just not... I- I'm hurt. I mean, I know that we're overly attached to our football team in this state, but I legitimately feel insulted by the Big Ten here. Yeah. Cause I feel condescended. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, the reason I brought up academics in the first place was because of this conspiracy comment I read that I've decided is true because I hate Kevin Warren so much, is that the Big Ten – knows that the Ivy League was the first to cancel, and we think of ourselves as like the Ivy League of the Power Five. So that's why we jumped the gun and canceled first, because we I wanted... I really do think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you heard... I think Coward said that yesterday. I think a guest on Feinbaum said that today. Mm-hmm. The Act 12 and the Big Ten consider themselves more academically elite institutions. Again... I would like to talk to you about the J school and its condition, but um... also students are coming to campus, but we can't let them play football because of fear of COVID. Right. Yet we're letting. How is it different? How is it different? Because you're you're talking to a student from a different campus. You're playing a game against a student from a different campus. Are you going to tell me that no UNL kids are going to go drink with Westland kids? And if if, and if we can't, you know, play against kids from different campuses, are you saying that campuses in your own conference aren't safe? And if that's the case, then why are students there in the first place? Preach. I don't know. 
Everything sucks. Yes. Is that the pod? There was maybe something else I wanted to say, but I'm not going. I can't remember it, so I think we might have to leave it. <laughs> Just. As far as, and folks, we haven't even had this discussion yet, but as far as our programming this fall, if there's not Husker football, I don't know what that looks like. I, I, I know I will want some type of platform to fangirl about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, so, but the finals are slated to end mid-October. And after that, like, just once a month with, like, things we see in sports. Well, the NFL will be happening. It will, but, like, what, what made our show work, even when there wasn't Husker football, is that if there was any sort of news from Husker football, we'd talk about that first. And we'd both come at it from the same perspective of a Husker fan. And, like, right. we could do, like, some Falcons fan, Saints fan thing. But, honestly, I love the NFL. But I don't know near enough as, about it as I do about college football. And, I, and that's no. not – yeah, and you're in the same boat. Like, and we have to sit back and ask ourselves, like, is it useful to an audience to, like, listen to two guys blither on about teams that they know a little bit about but not enough? Yeah, like, like, like I, I could do a Falcons podcast probably because I know a lot about the Falcons, but... But like, a full NFL podcast, we're just not equipped. Full NFL podcast, we're just not equipped. Plus, the week-by-week week recap thing works way better for a college football team than it does yeah. NFL. We could, I think, cobble together a podcast if other, like, teams are playing in college football. I think we did enough talking about other games that we could probably at least touch on that. But I think that's going to become at least a bi-weekly thing. Or, uh, hey, there was a game we watched. We thought it was fun. We want to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. That's the approach we're going to take. But I think if we're not playing week-to-week college football in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Or, or even getting some exhibition games together. Like, Hell if we're allowed to do that, which I think is the exact same thing that like Ohio State wants to do. Mm-hmm. When I read Ryan Held's tweet a little bit earlier, while you were talking and I listened to you, I promise, but I also try and check Twitter. <laughs> um, when I was reading his quote, that sounds exactly like what they want to do. They want to play a few early non-conference games right away. And I think there's probably a lot of reasons for that. I think it's more data going into spring. I think, you know, it's, it's getting the jitters out now. It's reminding kids what they're playing for, too. Because can you imagine working all summer through one of the hardest times in everybody's lives and then saying, oh, shoot. Oh, oh God. That, that, that reminds me of another big point I had, a big rant I had prepared. It's just how little the players have been consulted in all of this. Like, go, please, please go on a tear about this. Like, I get that, okay, them just saying we want to play, that's not grounds enough to have a season if you believe it's unsafe. But, like, you just, you can't say you care about player safety when you just show you don't care about the players in the first place. They had no voice at all in any of these discussions. The fact that your statement even tried to make it seem like they do is disgusting because you were 
there were no uniform regulations about any of the practices. Like, besides saying, hey, we're going helmets only, like two days before you cancel, teams were at different states everywhere. There was no unity at all. You, like the players in this season, some of them would have been ready, some teams would have not been ready. And like, you can't just blame the teams for that when you're the conference leader. When you are the leader of the Big Ten Conference and you see all these players wanting to play, these players wanting clear guidelines for what it takes to play, these players wanting a safe season, and your response to that is, I'm canceling it. I'm not even going to work towards any of your demands. I'm just going to cancel the season after giving you no hints that that might be the case. Like, the Big Ten released its thing the day the schedule was released. They said, hey, here's what we feel comfortable with to have a safe season. And to the first time you acknowledge that is when you cancel the season entirely and you claim you had a dialogue, yet no player says that they had any voice. Every, there has, I have yet to see a player come out in support and go like, oh, we're on the spring. Like Justin Fields, the biggest star in the Big Ten right now, didn't like it at all, but they decided to cancel. Ohio State players were tweeting like, can we join the SEC then? Several Huskers were on their Instagram stories. I saw they didn't say anything at length. They were posting like thumbs down emojis and like being like really SMH and stuff like that. Like just straight up. I'm looking forward to life in the ASC North. <laughs> yes. At least then we can be like legally allowed to pay, pay our players instead of doing it under the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that press conference when everybody knew the season was going to likely be altered from the schedule that was released and they asked players about it and did the players say anything about somebody saying to them that this might happen before that day? I don't think they did. So one of the things I don't understand, one of the things that I just can't wrap my head around is the fact that when colleges are doing something that they know wrongs a student, when they're doing something like not paying a student, they'll say, these kids are adults. They're adults. They're grown men. We're teaching them how to become stronger, young grown men, and they can make their own decisions. And it belittles them to think that you know better for them. <laughs> I can't do my grouchy old big for too long or I'll die. But um, when it comes to something like this, where we say, well, these players are adults. If they don't want to play, if they don't feel comfortable playing, if they've been told by a doctor that they shouldn't play, then they can opt out of the season. Just like they're doing in Major League Baseball, just like they're doing in every national sport. Why are students not allowed to opt in or out? And, and you know what it probably boils down to? It probably boils down to that if someone opts out, we don't want to give them a scholarship. Yeah. And it's bad optics, right? Every, in my mind, every part of this decision has really boiled down to optics. I don't know. Optics definitely and. Plus, not being sued if something goes terribly wrong. I think right. is, I and, think that's what player uh, safety means when Kevin Warren says it. Can I leave that in? Oh, absolutely. Put my face on that. When Kevin Warren says he wants to keep the players safe, 
he's only saying that because he doesn't want him to be blamed if they're not safe. Oh, I think that's a pretty good place to leave it. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. If he actually cared about safety, he would have said, hey, this heart condition, that's scary. We don't want them. We don't want to play in this. He said, no. He straight up said that's not the main reason. Because we were the first domino to fall in the OG conference realignment. And if, and if we leave, number one, that, that unbalances the divisions. The Big Ten's not going to like that. And, number, and then the Big 12, they can make it – they can play everybody once with 11. But, I mean, with 10, they can do, play everybody once, but they can't do that with 11. So they're likely going to look for a 12th team to get that. And then the whole I, thing goes kaput. Well, if we drag Iowa with us, it could be pretty clean. But Iowa has said they're, they haven't had any hints. Their AD said we're a proud member of the Big 10. Well, they should stop doing that. South Dakota State. There we go. Bring on Bring the Jacks. South Dakota State for the Big De- Big Twelve. I like it. I, I hate feeling like we're on the corner of every conference we play in. We're the furthest north in the Big Twelve. We're the furthest west in the Big Ten. We border teams in three different Power Five conferences. Yep. We could play in the Big Twelve. We could. We border Colorado. Oh, we, I hate that. Wait, I four, hate four. We, we border Iowa, who has who, Big Ten team. We border Kansas, Big 12 team. We border Colorado, Pac-12 team. We border Missouri, SEC. Woo! I, I think by the time we're done with it, it might be the OG Big Ten. You think it could be all the way back to, like, well, I mean, Maryland and Rutgers will stay. The, the, Rutgers, for sure. And Maryland, I think the ACC, they kind of burned that bridge there. But, right. we thought, but we thought we burned our bridge with the Big 12. And right. But Maryland and Rutgers aren't mad about not playing football. When they're going to get mad is if they can't play basketball. Oh, that's right. That, that's true. I forgot that, yeah, they don't care. Nobody really cares like we do besides the traditional powers of the Big Ten. Like, yep. Like Purdue said, we're not going anywhere. We're happy to be here. It's like, because if you went elsewhere, you'd have nowhere else to go, Purdue. Yeah. Have fun in the MAC. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even joking when I say no other Power 5 would accept Purdue. And like nope. every other Power 5 would accept us. That seems selfish, yeah. but. No, it's not. Because even though we're not that much better than a program than Purdue, it's the history and it's the money we're able to generate. Mm-hmm. So, in, in short, you come for us, we get a finish. Mm-hmm. Like, we have four conferences we bordered, man. <sighs> One of them will take us. Yep. Well, I don't know if things will get that dire. We will probably be back in your feeds pretty quickly mm-hmm. as the dust settles here. I don't know if that means it's possible we're back tomorrow. It is. I hate this. Uh, I, I, I sleep with my phone ringer on. So, like... Me too. <laughs> Only because of this, I'm like... If something happens early enough in the morning that I'm not going to catch it, like... Mm-hmm. I need to know. And that's not even, like, a pod thing. Like, that's a selfish, like, I want to know <laughs> things thing. I want to know. We'll, we'll release, like, the full 
un- unaltered like text thread Justin and I have had over the last couple of days, and uh, <laughs> it, it picks to our insanity. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. all right. I think well, we'll leave it there. <laughs>